Welcome everybody to another episode of SF Live. My name is Kai Hoffman. I'm the CEO of the SOAR Financial Group and I'm extremely excited to have Trey Wasser with me here today. He's the President and CEO of Eli Gold Royalties. But before we get switch over to Trey here, just a, a quick uh, word of note here and uh, some homework before we get started. So. Please, this is an interactive format. I keep saying that over and over again, but please use hashtag AskELY. That's their ticker. Ask Ely for questions. Put those up on Twitter. We'll see those and we'll get through those at the end of our Q&A here with, with Trey. Um, it's really important that you also subscribe, follow us here on Twitter, but also on, on, on YouTube as well, where we will upload the, the video later on. So please, please stay tuned and please stay that. And uh, please... Let me welcome Trey to the show now. And uh, Trey, hold on. Here we go. We got a nice stinger set up to, sw to, to switch over to you. Uh, welcome on the show. I hope everything's well. Hey, Kai. How you doing? Uh, thanks thanks for uh, putting this on here. Uh, we're all kind of sequestered away. I'm down in Dallas, Texas, and uh, and you up in Vancouver. And uh, uh, it's nice to be able to, to get together this way. How are things? Like, how have you been holding up? Obviously, like, we've been holed up here in Vancouver for at least four weeks now. Some have been longer. Um, how are things Dallas looking? Like, how's Texas doing? Well, Texas is good. We, have, uh, we haven't we have had uh, too big of an outbreak. Uh, Numbers-wise, I think we're, we're probably right up there. But, you know, it's an awfully big state, so it's spread around. So we, we haven't had any real localized problems, no overcrowding of hospitals or something anything but uh you know uh, every everybody seems to be getting their share yeah so and i see you're working from home as well and uh, you don't have to leave home to get to the office which is quite convenient so well i i do that anyway this is uh, i have a home office set up and and i'd have to say for me you know last week we was supposed to be in in europe for a show and uh next week in uh, uh, was a, was a show down in, in Scottsdale. And just uh, actually being able to stay home and get caught up, we've been very active with doing transactions and uh, you know, we went, run a pretty tight shift. Jerry and I pretty much uh, uh, you know, uh, get most of it done ourselves. So you know, it's been nice to actually be home, be sequestered and get caught up and, and get all of our deals closed. That's actually a good, good, good point because a lot of people and when, when they're home and they're not working. Like my email inbox, it's really it's fluctuating. Some people get back to me really quickly because uh, they are working. Some actually go to the office, but not a lot of people. They're busy at home, right? So you guys are actively working on transactions. And one thing I wanted to highlight during this call or conversation as well, or not just highlight but ask, is like what is the landscape out there right now? Because I'm sure with 1720 Gold um, and you being a, a royalty slash prospect generator company, um, are getting a lot of inbounds. Can you give us an update on what that's looking like? Well, uh, it's actually been good for us. Uh, a couple of things, you, you know, of course. We are focused in Nevada, and Nevada's uh, uh, was was an area where mines have not been shut down. Uh, so there's continued to be activity there, and uh, we have seen people coming back to us. You know, we we tend to uh, focus on uh, purchasing royalties from third parties, existing royalties. Uh, so. We have actually had some people come back to us that over the last 12, 24 months have said, no, they didn't want to sell their royalties. Now, I don't know if they're feeling, uh, you know, a bit, uh, 
uh, <laughs> anxious, <laughs> anxious or scared, or the yeah. fact that their uh, stock portfolios aren't aren't what the, what they were before, but we're having people come back to us. So we're actually we're actually seeing pretty good uh, deal flow here uh, still, and uh, uh, and so we're uh, we're staying very active. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you also own projects outright. Is that correct? Well, we we started building the portfolio about three and a half years ago when I teamed up with Jerry Bachman, a, a, a old time prospector, and uh, and we started building the royalty portfolio by acquiring mostly through staking and um, uh, and then selling properties and retaining royalties. So kind of I spent a, a first few years as as more of a project generator. Uh, but a royalty generator. Uh, in the last 12 to 18 months is when we've used some of the cash flow from those deals to uh, go out and start to uh, uh, you know, purchase producing and near-term producing royalties uh, from third parties. You, you've been gaining a lot of traction lately. Your share price went from thirty cents to like I, I didn't, I can't remember the high, but you're trading at eighty cents right now. So that's already a nice bump. I think you were even close to ninety cents at one point. But uh, like, what, what were the key highlight transactions? I know you you got Fenelon, which is a key royalty on Walbridge Asset, right? They're just merging with Balmoral, so that's a that's a highlight. Eric Sprott is backing that one, and uh, you just bought uh, a royalty or NPI actually on the Ren properties in, in Nevada. Maybe you can give us a little more color on that as well. Well, uh, the um, uh, the Ren property was actually part of a, a transaction that we call the VEK, uh, and what that is is we bought a company, a small private company that. Uh, owns the royalties on actually five different projects, REM being one of them. Uh, and uh, we, we, it's, uh, we, the company we're purchasing has a 50% of the, of the royalties. So it's a 3% on REN, uh, it's a three quarter percent on Marigold, the producing mine that SSR has. Uh, and then there's three other uh, leases with royalties at Lone Tree, uh, which is on care and maintenance right now, but they're exploring it. Pinion, um, Pinson, I'm sorry, that uh, Waterton now owns, but Newmont is exploring around there. And uh, another property down by the Carlin mine. Uh, so uh, VEK was, it was started in the 80s by Ralph Roberts, who's really one of the pioneer explorers of the Carlin trend and identified the, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the properties that became Marigold and uh, the Gold Strike mine. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, we're very excited. So we, we purchased, we, we have a royalty on Wren and then once we did the due diligence uh, and, and really dug in at Ren and found out that, you know, we knew that there was a couple million ounces there that had been outlined by Sintera. Uh, uh, we, we know that uh, Barrick has had that property leased for over 40 years, making uh, 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 advanced royalty payments. So uh, it, it, it pretty much occurred to us, it was obvious to us they were going to go mine it, we just didn't go, know when. And then we found out at PDAC that they are uh, actually drifting in towards the REN deposit now. Uh, 
again, not really public knowledge because the uh, you know that Barrick doesn't they don't they don't uh, go into a lot of details of what they're doing. But uh, uh, so that's we're we're so excited about Ren. If if it, go to our website and and look. Not uh, we're working on the website, but and in the presentation there's some maps and shows where. Wren is compared to Gold Strike and South Arturo, and you know it's right on the post fault. It uh, uh, said we know there's a couple million ounces there. We think there's the potential for actually for them to find much more there, and uh, and it looks like they're going to be working their way in there and 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 mining that uh, uh, in the fairly near future. Interesting. Okay, so so Wren actually could become the the, the flagship asset within illegal royalties. Well, you know, Fenelon is certainly, uh, uh, you know, we've been very lucky there and they've had great success. Uh, you know, it appears that they've outlined about two and a half, three million ounces now in the high grade underground, right below the workings where they did the, uh, uh, the bulk sample last year. Uh, so, you know, we think they'll be going after th that high grade uh, fairly soon. They, they're applying for the permits now. So, you know, it, uh, that could get a lot bigger. Uh, but uh, Wren is in a place where it, uh, you know, the, the underground mine at Banshee and, and the Post Milky, which is, uh, you know, contiguous to Wren, produced over 13 million ounces <laughs> underground. The open pit there produced uh, 45 million ounces from the open pit. So uh, I actually uh, placed a little wager with Erica Sprott uh, uh, that I think I think ultimately more ounces will be produced at Wren uh, than at Fenelon. So very excited, and that's the reason why we then did the uh, the small transaction to buy the net the NPI. And I know you had a question on that, and so for your people is it, it, it you'll see that it, it, this is this is part of our uh, business model and strategy is when we when we like an asset uh, we continue to look for more opportunities to take advantage of it so with the NPI it ran of course we we, we have a, an NSR but the NPI we didn't pay a lot of money for it uh, and uh, you know, we, I just from the uh, the work we did as as far as looking at their costs of the underground mining at Gold Strike, and uh, the budget they have for uh, uh, for capex, uh, we paid five hundred thousand for uh, for that NPI, and and we think if it it could it could pay ten to twenty million dollars back if if they produce a couple million ounces at ran. That's insane. Um, revenues is actually a good point I wanted to talk to you about as well. As a royalty company, obviously producing assets are key. You know, you, you grow with cash flow. Um, how much are you projecting for this year? And uh, just since we're talking we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, do you see any impact on the cash flows? Well, look, I, I, I'm actually working on that now. And maybe, I mean, we certainly have to look and uh, as you know, uh, and, and, and the listeners probably know Franco Nevada. A lot of the royalty companies have started to withdraw their guidance for this year. Um, you know, we're young enough in that junior space that we we certainly will adjust that. So we can't tell what will happen. We were thinking that if they got their permits, that uh, 
we might see some production out of uh, phenylon later this year. Don't know what the impact is there as far as is the work. Uh, I don't think if this if this gets over soon, I don't think it's changed the permitting, but we don't know if the permitting people are even at work. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so, so and, and now Nevada hasn't been as impacted as much. So, you know, our producing assets at Isabella Pearl uh, will continue to see income there. It's not it's not a large one. Our per ton royalty at, uh, at Jarrett Canyon will continue to is, is continuing to produce. Uh, we're accruing royalties on the Jarrett Canyon royalty that we bought from Eric. Uh, from the date we signed the deal in February third, and ten, and uh, but we're not we're not receiving those payments until the deal gets closed, uh, because we have to get shareholder approval next month at the shareholder meeting to make him a control person. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I I think there's no question things are being slowed down. But again, our focus in Nevada with a lot of our assets is is it's it's uh, pretty much been business as usual there. Okay, because uh, I've just opened the presentation, or you have the presentation you're open on the other screen, and you're sort of forecasting close to $6 million in revenue, um, or total revenue for 2020. Is that right? Yeah, that's, so that's where we are. I'm kind of, like I said, I'm, I'm going to have to relook at that. That included probably about a million dollars uh, coming from Fenelon. Uh, uh, we actually may see uh, we're just we're just hearing uh, some rumbling at uh, uh, they're increasing maybe increasing production here pretty quickly we're not sure when at Jarrett Canyon uh, so that could actually go up uh, but uh, you know we're uh, uh, we're 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 looking at that we're not withdrawing it yet but that's that's been our our most recent projection yeah we also we have the NPI at Rawhide that we'll start paying later this year and uh, and again we don't we don't expect that to change so what gold prices you use to calculate uh, the, the total revenues because that could give you a huge lift as well depending on what you used yeah I can't see it in the presentation this, uh, this way all those numbers are done at 1550 so I, I haven't really adjusted those up yet either. There's so, a little wiggle room then, yeah. So that, that's yeah, good. I mean, it, uh, that, uh, um, uh, but, but, uh, but I'm not going to get, like I said, we're, we're not withdrawing that, that projection, but uh, yeah, we are glad to have the wiggle room of, of some extra uh, income from the higher gold price. Oh, fantastic. Um, you, you already addressed one of the questions I had, and I picked that one up on Twitter yesterday. So that that was the NPI question, where you bought an NPI instead of an NSR um, just the other day. Um, we talked about royalty gold price. That's really important because we're trading at 1720. That should have a massive impact on all the royalty companies, give you guys a huge lift. Um, but one thing I want to drill you on a little more, you, you still own projects. You don't just own royalties. That's correct, right? Because one thing I want to get at at 1720, I really want to get a better understanding of the junior landscape here as well. So usually in this gold environment, that's usually when the shysters come out, right? And they start looking for assets and QT properties and stuff like that. Have you been seeing more of that? Well, we've been really upgrading that part of our portfolio. Uh, we, we, you know, we get inquiries all the time. We've had uh, had uh, a couple of deals who, that have gotten put on hold because they were European companies uh, that were 
couldn't couldn't make their site visits uh, because of travel restrictions. Uh, but uh, you know, we we do still have uh, probably about thirty properties available for sale. Where you know our model is that we don't do joint ventures; we sell the properties a hundred percent if they exercise. Uh, um, uh, and pay pay all the uh, option payments, then they get the property, and we and we retain a royalty. So a big part of our portfolio. I mean, we're we're readjusting the way we show that in the presentation and the uh, and on the website. But uh, you know, I, I, an example would be with Gold Resource Corp. I mean, we have a producing royalty there at uh, at Isabella Pearl. Now, that's a company that uh, uh, has operated out of Mexico for the last 10 years. They started, a, they built a mine in Mexico 10 years ago with about four years of mine life and doing about six or 700 tons a day out of uh, a milling operation there. Uh, 10 years later, they've been profitable every year. They're now, they're, they're working out of two mines. They've uh, done, they're doing about 17, 1800 tons a day. And they have about a six-year mine life. So they, they've done the same thing in, in Nevada. And they came in and purchased Isabella Pearl. Mm -hmm. We actually purchased our, our NSR on, on Isabella Pearl from a third party. But we would also had staked all the ground around Isabella Pearl. So we sold them that. And so all the expansion ground there, we have a 2.5% royalty on. Uh, then we also sold them the Mina Gold Project and County Line Projects, which are two satellite operations that are within 10 miles of Isabella Pearl. Uh, and uh, we kept royalties on those. So we generated a, with deals to almost $2 million, uh, that, and that's U.S., uh, in sales to Gold Resource and, and then generated those royalties and now have... Uh, a situation, Mina Gold has historic resources on it. They've done a bit of drilling there. Uh, uh, they, they, they pulled off when, so that they could get the mine built. County Line, they've started to do a bit, bit of work. But those, those are either going to become satellite mines or satellite deposits. And they're drilling on the extension ground at Isabella Pearl now. I mean, we think over the next uh, you know, uh, few years, uh, certainly in the, in, in the next five years, we could be, uh, be getting paid on two, three, uh, maybe maybe even four royalties uh, in that Nevada mining unit of uh, 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 Gold Resource Corp. Okay, that, that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm just trying to understand, like, usually at this time of day, like, of year or seasonality, just it, it's just looking bad. Like, a lot of people that should be coming out the house street Bay Street promoters right that are just looking at uh, picking up assets on the cheap and trying to you know pull one over on you it's just really crazy um you mentioned something uh, actually we had a question on twitter and i'm going to switch over to the twitter screen now but um one thing is outlook sort of like how do you see eli developed three five to three to five years down the line uh the question in ca uh, came from at austrian uh, triple uh 007 and uh let's say gold pri oh <laughs> i didn't see the gold price part before i saw the first part of the question but let's say gold prices are between 2500 and 3000 us at this point for sake of our discussion where do you see eli gold at this point three five years down the road 
Well, I'm not sure I have to ask the question if he's looking for a price projection or or just uh, our business model. But I, I think uh, it's towards the business model. Like target <laughs> yeah, price projection so. doesn't make any sense, like to yeah. to the moon and and beyond, right? But uh, I think it's more business model. How would that change and well, shape up? Uh, let's keep in mind one thing: is is that from the royalty side, higher gold prices, of course, for a royalty company, mean higher revenues without higher costs. Uh, actually, in today's market with oil prices down, it's actually very good for the producers as well. Generally, you have a lot of inflation and higher wages and that type of thing but uh, uh, for the producers, but not for the royalty holders. So uh, that part of it is good. The other thing is, is that these at these higher gold prices, we're seeing some of the projects that were, uh, you know, uh, marginal in uh, in at at fifteen hundred dollar gold uh, a few years ago, and uh, that uh, now are being dusted off. And you know, of course, gold went down to twelve, thirteen hundred, and those projects got put on the shelf. Uh, and now you're starting to see at seventeen hundred dollar gold, there's actually more viable projects coming out. Ones that you know were permitted. Uh, gold, uh, Fiori Gold, for example, you know, has they announced that they're moving forward with their Gold Rock project, uh, uh, which is there near their pan mine, and it's one where we have a royalty on it. And you know, they all of a sudden that was a, that was a, a mine that we weren't sure we had it kind of in our development portfolio, but we've moved it up to the key assets because they're now talking about. 2022-2023 production there. So um, yeah. thing, things are getting advanced. And for our portfolio that, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing several projects that are, are uh, you know, moving up in the scale. Uh, Mount Hamilton would be another example. Um, so so it, it, it looks good. And keep in mind for where we are today. I mean, we're still. If you if you look at us in the junior space compared to uh, some of our peers, uh, Metala, uh, Abitibi, you know, the junior royalty space is all about that development game and and on the come. I mean, it's nice. Some every you know we all have a, a couple three producing royalties, but it's much more looking at the size of the assets and. Uh, operators and and what the portfolio will look like two or three years down the road so you know whether it's a, whether gold's at uh 2000 or 2500 over the next couple of years we will see lincoln hill go into production at the core rochester mine uh we think we'll you know see exp expansion at isabella pearl we're going to see increased production at jarrett canyon uh, we think the Wren will come on stream. We know that Marigold, the royalty we got at Marigold, has they have a mine plan there, 43101, that shows the our claims being mined starting in 2022 uh, and to, through 2028 and and beyond, depending on exploration. But so you can kind of get uh, you know uh, we're. But, we're going to have a, a, a very nice portfolio of producing royalties over the next couple of years if we were static and did nothing. And of course, we're not doing nothing. We we started this year with the goal of, of last year we bought four producing or near-term producing royalties. And uh, we started out this year with the goal of buying four more. Well, 
we bought five in the first quarter. Uh, so uh, it uh, we're at a very sweet spot right now with a hundred million market cap. We're we're still we think you know at least by fifty percent undervalued compared to our peers in the junior space, and we're but we're still in that sweet spot where a five to ten million dollar transaction, which is flying below the radar of any of the uh, mid tier or, or major royalty companies, can be very uh, very uh, significant for us. It moves the needle. Something like this VEC transaction was. You know, uh, uh, it, it, I, I think once once we're able to uh, get a 43-101 done on that and really get, get the transaction closed, first of all, next week and and uh, uh, and really start to explain to the market what what we have there, uh, that's that's a transformational transaction for us. And, you know, we you add that with Fenelon and and. Uh, uh, some of the other things that and, and the Jarrett Canyon uh, transaction. I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're in, our, our portfolio is really, really shaping up. Yeah, one, one, one thing you mentioned actually is the, the recalculation of assets sort of based on the current gold price. I'm curious to see like when Barrick and Nevada Gold Mines, Newmont start recalculating their reserve base with a higher gold price. Like, what's that going to look like? Because everybody's been saying they've been depleting, but now the gold price um, sort of changes their reserve model a little bit as well. So I'm quite curious how that's shaping up. Also for the royalty companies, because your royalties theoretically should be value more valuable because those assets, I'm not sure what the mine plans in specific look like, but should should be adding more ounces to the, to the reserve base as well. So it should be looking better for you guys as well. Right, yeah. So, and um, I, no, no. I think that... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I'm just going to say that I think at these higher gold prices, you're going to see them, you know, it, having the cash flow to increase their exploration budgets and expand those projects as well. Yeah, no, it, really good point. Um, since we asked all the questions, and I almost had to laugh when I saw it pop up here on Twitter, and it's one from left field, one you don't expect at all, I bet. But it's uh, should Trump pardon the Tiger King? <laughs> yeah. Should he pardon the Tiger King? I didn't know that is the Tiger King. Is he actually uh, uh, is he in jail? I didn't. I thought he was. Oh, okay. Uh, like the Netflix just put out a massive show because everybody was quarantined and self isolating. It became the number one documentary in history, probably because everybody watched it about this Tiger King from Oklahoma, right? Correct. And he got twenty two years in jail. Oh, I didn't realize he was in jail. To tell you the truth, I watched a few episodes, but uh, uh, I didn't really. I, I didn't realize he was in jail, but. Uh, um, I'd say yes. I'd say we need more Tiger Kings. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, we're running out of time, but I want to give you an opportunity, and you hinted at a few things already in, 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 the, in the various answers, but put a bow around it for us. Like, what's up for Eli Gold the next three to six months? What can investors expect? Well, I think you see more, as it's doing more deals. Uh, we've got some on the property sales side. We've just uh, completed the big transaction with... Uh, where we purchased some claims uh, and then we sold did a $3 million deal to uh, the guys at BlackRock. Uh, so we've got a few more of those. Uh, I'll say that I think will is slowing down a bit, but uh, because of the uh, just the travel restrictions. But uh, I think you'll see us uh, continue to do some significant royalty uh, acquisitions. Uh, we're just seeing things open up and people coming back to us that 
that uh, uh, you know maybe maybe felt like they could wait five years for their royalty payment. Uh, now are looking at uh, uh, you know at setting up a family trust, and uh, but, uh, so I, I think you'll see more of that. And and again, I mean, with our focus in Nevada, we uh, you know uh, uh, <coughs> we, we're we're seeing the activity out there that. Uh, that uh, the growth in in our uh, uh, producing assets that uh, uh, that that I think will will keep that uh, revenue line uh, fairly predictable here. Fantastic, Trey. Thanks for coming on. Please stay safe, stay at home, self isolate, and order as much takeout as you can. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guy. Take care.